gospel message. Today's gospel message is titled, Are You Rapture Ready? So the message is consistent with a lot of the messages that I've been hearing or we've all been hearing regarding us being in the end times. We're seeing the the signs that are synonymous with the things that we read in the Bible as far as some of the things that will be happening in the world to show that we are approaching the end. And of course, the Bible also tells us that no man knows when the Son of Man is going to come to rapture his church. Um, Even though we see signs of the end being near, we don't know when Christ is coming, which which just goes to tell us that he could come at any time, at any time in the twinkling of an eye. So while we await Christ again, life goes on. So we hear that life goes on. We must continue to live. We must continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. But we we also know that we get caught up. We get caught up in the affairs of life, you know, uh, working, trying to make money, taking care of our families, trying to start a family, marriage, pregnancy, childbirth, employment. You know, we have the checklist, you know, child, elementary school, middle school, high school, graduation, college, if if that's the route, or trade school or profession, then it's time to marry, then it's time to have a child, then it's time to have more children, then I grow in my job, then I do this, and then I do that. So a lot of times we focus on life, and then we add God to life, or we add Jesus to life. And that really for Christians is sort of the reverse order because that order of progression of life is what everybody does regardless of faith. So when we Christians are looking to be different in as much as we're going to follow that same path of life, the mindset has to be a a little different in the sense that it is not about the life and then adding God. It's about having God and then in God going through the life or in Christ going through the life. It's very different and it's very important that we look at it this way because if we look at it this way, then we're able to fulfill the Lord's commandment through Paul in Colossians, Colossians 3, when he tells us to have our minds on the things of heaven and not to be overly consumed by the things of this world. You know, we're instructed to be heavenly minded or heaven focused and not be overly consumed with the things of this world. Colossians chapter three, verse one. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So when Christ, who is our life, appears, 
then we will also appear with him in glory. So you see, I said, it is not life. And then we add God to it, hoping that our life can be good because we have focused on this life and then added God telling us here when Christ, who is our life. So the life is first and not the life of the progression of life as in school, marriage, children, blah, blah, blah. But Christ, who is my life? And then in Christ, I now go through this life. That means that we have our minds set on the things of heaven. We have our minds set on the things of God. And it is in God, in Christ Jesus, that we go through this life. This is the way the Christian needs to set his mind. This is the way. And if, if you ask what's the difference, I think I've explained the difference and made it abundantly clear. And then the end of those verses says, when Christ, who is our life, appears. Remember, the title of this, this message is, Are We Rapture Ready? So when he appears, are we ready for that appearance? Because a whole lot is going to happen on this earth after the church is raptured. A lot. And that lot is not good. It's very, very unpleasant and it progressively becomes more unpleasant as the time goes on. So a lot of people, when, when you go through revelations or you listen to preachings or studies on revelations, you know, there's all these theories about, oh, what the end times are going to look like, what's going to happen in tribulation or in the great tribulation, not the trials and tribulations that we go through life. That's different. The great tribulation is what's going to happen on this earth after the church has been ransomed. And a lot of it is going to entail the, 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 what the antichrist is going to do. You know, according to revelations, we talks about the beast. It talks about the dragon. It talks about the false prophet. So there's going to be a lot going on. It talks about the antichrist and, and, and the mark of the beast and those who don't take the mark of the beast, what's going to happen to them. They won't be able to buy. They won't be able to sell. They won't be able to do anything. You know, basic amenities are going to become scarce for those who are looking for Christ in that time, you know, because in, keep in mind, the church is already gone. The, the, the true worshipers have gone up with Christ. Remember what Colossians says, when Christ, my life appears, I will also appear with him in glory. And in, um, Thessalonians in first Thessalonians chapter four, it says, uh, from verse 13, it says, I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself, this is the rapture will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. So, this is when the church goes. So now those who are left behind are the ones going to be facing 
going to be en route to the great tribulation. And remember, part of that great tribulation is the rage of the Antichrist or the reign of the Antichrist and 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 the, the false prophet and the beast and the dragon. All that is going to be happening. But then a time is also going to come when the wrath of God and the wrath of the Lamb are going to be unleashed on this earth. The wrath of God will be unleashed. And Revelation in chapters 14, 15, 16, 17, all go into detail about when the seals are open and what's going to happen when the first seal, second seal, third seal, fourth seal, fifth seal, and then when the, the, the seventh seal is open, that's going to lead to another when the angels are not going to be allowed to, to, to blow the trumpet and at the first trumpet, the second trumpet, the third trumpet, and then it's not going to lead into the bulls where the bulls, God's bulls of wrath are going to be poured out onto the earth. And then there's the first bull, the second bull. So these are the series of the wrath of God that is going to wreak havoc on this earth for the people who are still here. A lot of it will be targeted towards those who remain rebellious. So people are still going to be seeking Christ in that time. It's going to be hard though, because by then, you know, it, it, it's difficult. It's not like now where we have the grace to worship, even though there's persecution going on in some parts of the world, for the most part, we're still allowed to gather. We're still allowed to worship. We're still allowed to worship in relative peace. A time is going to come when all that is gone. We pray we're not here when that happens because again, the goal is to be raptured. But that's the point of this. So much is going to happen where a lot of times we find scholars and, and, and people who study the word where there's a whole lot of argument. The reality is that, listen, and as much as those things are going to happen, the finding out the details and the what this means and the what that means, I'm at a point where, you know what? I don't even want to be here when that happens. If I die a natural death prior to then, it is my prayer that I die in Christ so that when Christ comes, the dead in Christ will rise first. But if by God's grace I'm alive, then I want to be caught up with him. I don't want to be here to figure out how it's going to go down. And I pray none of us are here when that happens. But the only way we can avoid having anything to do with that great tribulation is to be raptured or to die in Christ when it is our time and then we are still raptured when the Lord comes. So are we there? Do we believe based on our faith, based on our walk, do we believe we are rapture ready? Have we set our minds on Christ? Have we received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior to the regeneration of our lives? It is not just by saying it. It is by allowing his life to transform us so that everything we do from that moment is in Christ. Our minds are set on things above and not on things of the earth. Are we there? Do we will to be there? Do we desire to be there? 
because it has to start to weigh very heavily on us that if we miss rapture, if we do not get raptured with the church, either while we are alive or after we have died in Christ, brethren, it is not a pretty picture. It's not going to be a pretty picture for any of us, any of us. In that Colossians chapter 3, going back there, it now says from verse 5, Therefore put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry, because, because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons and daughters of disobedience, in which you yourself once walked when you lived in them. Meaning, before we gave our lives to Christ, before we received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this was our natural way. This was what we did. So then how can we still be this way if we say we have received Christ? Remember I said it is not just about saying it. It's about walking in it. It's about living in it. Remember what Romans chapter 8 says, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. All these characteristics here are for those who are still walking after the flesh, but after the spirit. We have died to our old way of life and we have now been raised in the life of Christ. Therefore, we have to walk as those who are in Christ. Remember that verse one says, if you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. Set your minds on things above. We are no longer seeking those old ways that we used to live in before. Verse, verse eight. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man, the old life with his deeds and have now put on the new man, the new life in Christ, who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Him, capital H, which is God. Christ, who created him, which is us, the new man. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian nor Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Meaning, there is not no distinction when we are in Christ. All those distinctions that existed when we walked in our old ways don't exist anymore now that we walk in Christ. Verse 12, therefore, as the elect of God, holy, beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. These are the characteristics of those who are living in Christ who are heaven focused, who have set their lives in Christ, waiting for him to come and rapture us. This is where we have to be. This is what we have to put on. Remember, we have put off the old life, the flesh life, and have now put on this new life, this Christ life, this walking after the spirit life. So it's like a garment. We take off the old garment. We set it ablaze. We're done with that. And then we now put on this new garment. What does this new garment look like? How does it present? How does it manifest? It manifests as tender mercies. It manifests as kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another 
and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint another against another, even as Christ has forgiven us. But above all these, but, but above all, above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom and teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father through him. So this is what a rapture-ready Christian looks like. Looks like, because that is what is on our inside, which is the life of Christ, that now manifests itself on the outside. Because there are going to be some that are saved in the tribulation. In Revelation 7, it tells us that. In 7, it tells us that, in from verse 9 it says after these things i looked and this is what i saw a vast multitude which no one could count gathered from every nation and from all the tribes and peoples and languages of the earth standing before the throne and before the lamb jesus christ dressed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and a loud voice they cried out saying salvation belongs to our god who was seated on the throne and to the lamb our salvation and all the angels were standing around the throne and around the 24 elders and the four living creatures. And they fell to their faces and worshiped before the throne saying, Amen, blessing and glory and majesty and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Verse 13, and one of the elders responded saying unto me, these who are dressed in the long white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I said to him, my Lord, you know. And he said to me, these are the people who came out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. For this reason, they are standing before the throne of God and they serve him and worship him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tabernacle over them and shelter and protect them. They will no longer hunger or thirst, nor will the sun beat down on them, nor any heat. For the lamb who is in the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of waters of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So it tells us, these are they who were in the great tribulation. These are the ones who were martyred for Jesus Christ. They weren't raptured. They weren't raptured. So in as much as they will still make heaven, they will still make heaven through great tribulation. So for those people who say that if you're not raptured, there is no hope. This is where the Bible is telling us that that is not true. However, keep in mind, this is through great suffering. Not the kind of suffer we suffer now where we are overwhelmed by the abundance of grace. This one, they will go through the great tribulation and most of them will end up dying for the sake of their faith. God has given us an opportunity 
to bypass this with rapture. So the question now comes back, are we rapture ready? We have to ensure that we are. So whatever it is that we're doing with our lives, that when we look at our lives and we look at the life of the next person who is not a believer, if our lives are identical, then there's something wrong with our life. Because if no one can tell between me and another person who is not a Christian and our lives are similar, then I have to ask myself, is Christ really the center of my life? It is only in the spirit of Christ that we can do the will of Christ, do the will of God. And it's only the spirit of Christ that can save us, save us from this great tribulation, but only if we receive him and then walk in him. It is my prayer that I, that you, that we be rapture ready so that all these things of the great tribulation we will have no part in them because by then we will already have been caught up with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the clouds. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen.